three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. From the studios of WORQ in Wisconsin, this is the Stand Up For The Truth Podcast. Today's issues, overlooked headlines, and biblical observations, equipping the remnant around the globe. Got your sword handy? This up stand for the truth. It's Tuesday, December fifth, twenty twenty-three. I'm Crash Cottingham, and we're underway now uh, with a fresh new podcast. Here's Mary Danielson. As well. Yes, good morning. It is December the fifth, and we are going to welcome back Usama Dakdok today. We're going to talk about the Middle East. Yeah, he always educates, and I think he brings a lot of clarity to issues about Islam and that little bit of real estate over there <clears throat> that Westerners are generally not exposed to. So there's a lot of things that we can learn, and we need to hear it more than once. I do think that that's true. Back in October, we talked with him about the lies our kids are exposed to in the textbooks. And actually, this is a great part, too, when you think about it, because we're going to talk about lies about the land of Israel. And before the podcast, I was reminded that the last one we did with him was two days before uh, the war uh, blew up in the Middle East. So very interesting, a lot to talk about today. My scripture is Second Corinthians 2, 14 to 16. And it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? That is the question of the hour, isn't it? Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, Oh, we come to you uh, and thank you. We are so thankful for another day to serve you. And along with that, the comfort that uh, comes from knowing that you hold our very lives in your strong hands. Uh, there's nothing we cannot entrust and leave with you. Uh, we do groan and travail, Lord, in this life. And so we ask for a measure of grace, uh, times of peace, and moments of comfort. And these help see us through. Uh, for those who are suffering, um, Lord, we pray for them, anyone who's feeling hopeless today, and we ask for a touch from you. We also ask for those suffering from the events that are transpiring in Israel uh, and and uh, and that what is happening there will accomplish and finish your perfect will for your people. Lord, we lift up our guest, Usama, today and ask for your protection, for endurance, continued zeal for the truth, uh, for good health for him and his loved ones, and we ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, like I said today, we welcome back Usama Dakdok to the podcast. He's an author, speaker, and expert on Islam. He travels throughout North America equipping Christians about Islam and bringing the gospel to Muslims. He's the author of The Generous Quran, the only truly accurate English translation, translation of the Quran available today. Um, there are also many other excellent resources on his ministry website. The ministry is The Straight Way of Grace. The website is thestraightway.org. Usama, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you so much. It's always uh, my joy and my honor to be with you on your show with all your wonderful audience. Well, it's, it's great to have you back. Now, uh, just a quick question for you. On a more personal level, you grew up in a Christian home. Now, you were exposed to Islam in the government schools. What was that like? You know, these two different worldviews that you were exposed to, because that's the same way with uh, our kids here. They're exposed to uh, different worldviews when they go off to school. What was that like for you and for your family to have that indoctrination in your schooling? 
Well, believe it or not, uh, it is. it was very difficult. It was very hard, but at least it was true doctrination, which mm. is the opposite of what you see in America. Here in America, we learn so wonderful things about Islam. Literally, there's not a mm. textbook when you finish your high school or even when you get to college, unless you learn about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the prophet of love and peace and joy, and how wonderful Islam is. That's not what we have been taught in Egypt. For mm. example, with this subject of Israel, I remember when I was in college in Egypt and my teacher would teach us that when the British broke this land, the, the, the Palestinian land, which is belonged to us, to the, 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 Zionists, the Zionists, the wicked people, the Jewish, and uh, the poor Palestinians, and the only one that gives them half of the land, and we decided, no, we will never take half. We'll take every inch of our land. That's why we performed jihad against the, against the, the, the Jews, made the curse of Allah be on them, and we have three wars. 1947, 1976, and 1967, and 1973. And Allah gave us great victory. And the day will come we have one more war where we'll kill the last Jew. That is what my teacher taught me in our public school. Mm. Not, not what we actually learn in our, in our homes, and our churches, that no, this is a promised land belong to the Jewish people. God gave this in literally 1,800 years when Abraham did not even have a son. And the promise was fulfilled in the days of Moses, and no such a thing as they have victory. They never won. I asked my daddy, Dad, did we really win that war? Jordan won, and my dad said, maybe that's why the Jewish people are still in their own homeland. Mm. This is obviously a lie. Here in America, we're not teaching that. Mm. We're teaching the opposite. The, the wicked Jews went in war against their neighboring Arab countries, which is literally, it's, it's all lies. And these lies were spread by the Muslims and by specific people, the socialists and communists, to, to, to brainwash our students, which sadly, these lies have been our textbooks as we shared in our last program. And I'm, I'm, I'm really amazed. We talked on October 5th, and the attack was October 7th. You cannot have it any closer than that. It's like we're telling you what is coming in the next two days. That is, that is an amazing thing. And uh, I've been trying to do this subject for the last eight, nine years or so in America, trying to wake up the American people to realize the importance of the lies we're teaching our children. Notice, my dear sister, when, when Obama killed bin Laden, as he claimed that he did, the youth of America, the college students of America, went to the White House and they shout, USA, USA. Literally, hmm. literally, between the days of Obama and what's happening today in America in these last few years, we're not talking about 100 years, we're not even 20 years, it's less. In these short years, the same students are praising Osama bin Laden, and they think he is a freedom fighter, and they're praising Hamas against Israel. What happened in this country? Mm -hmm. It is actually harvesting the early fruit. When I say early, because the worst is yet to come, from the trees which we planted into the heart and the mind of our youth, of our children, concerning Israel and concerning Islam. Wow, it's alarming when you think of it that way. In such a very, very short time, um, the whole mood sure. of the nation has changed. That's just amazing. Well, today we want to talk about um, uh, the media pundits and the college professors who claim that Israel is responsible for all this. You know, the Jewish state is an illegal occupier of the land of Palestine. But we're going to talk about the actual history of this incredibly vital piece of real estate. Who does the land belong to? But I want to pre uh, preface this. Uh, back around 2000, I read an article by Joseph Farah, an Arab-American journalist from WorldNet Daily, 
And he posted an article that dared to tell the truth about who the Palestinians are and what Palestine is. It's called Palestinian People Do Not Exist. And um, I know you're going to appreciate the opening line of this article, Osama, because this was my first exposure to the the lies 23 years ago. And he says, uh, Joseph Ferris says, truth does not change. Truth is truth. If something was true 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30, it's still true today. And it was the late Golda Meir who said, there is no such thing as a Palestinian people. And the Arabs, of course, called her racist. But there is no distinct Palestinian culture or natural, national identity. And Joseph Ferris says, what they don't want to talk about are the very similar statements made by Yasser Arafat and his inner circle of leadership years after Meir had told the truth that there is no distinct Palestinian cultural or national identity. And he says these are some uncomfortable questions because back in 1977, a Dutch newspaper published an interview with a PLO executive member, Zaire Mussein, I think it's how you say it, and he said the Palestinian people does not exist. The creation of a Palestinian state is only a means for continuing our struggle against the state of Israel for our Arab unity. Um, and also the fact that they didn't take land from Yasser Arafat in 67. They took it from Jordan. So I want to ask you, Usama, what I know, I think this is out there, and this is an inconvenient truth, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, Min. What you just, this entry you give me right now, that needed a good couple of hours to break it apart and show what's in it. They go for First it. First of all, I believe, I believe there are Palestinians exist today, but only the skulls, the, the bones of those who died way, way, way before Muhammad was born. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. Okay. Using the DNA. First of all, the Palestinian, the word Palestine, was never mentioned in the Quran. Zero time, if you can imagine with me. When, on the other hand, when you talk about the word Israel, or the children of Israel, it's mentioned in the Quran 44 times. Hmm. This is no joke. Allah forgot to mention the word Palestine, which is a great evidence. What you said is true. There is no existence of the Palestinian. No, the Muhammadans. Not today. Why? Because all the original Palestinians, which we call the capital people, the Cretan people, the mm. northern people, the sea people, and we read about them all over the scripture. I'm not making this up. This is what is written in the Bible. I don't know what happened. Why we're not familiar with the word of God anymore like we used to when people used to memorize verses from the scripture. You're talking about the writing of uh, Jeremiah, the writing of Ezekiel, the writing of Amos, and I will I mean, I wish I had the time to cover all this, but obviously it's hard to do this in a, in a, in a short hour broadcast. Program. But if you go, as I maybe mentioned for Jeremiah 47, 1 to 4, Amos 9, 7, Ezekiel 25, 16, and Ezekiel 26, 17. You find that we know for sure where the original Palestinian came from. Number one. Number two, we know for sure the prophecy of Jeremiah and Ezekiel that these Palestinians will be demolished will be wiped out from the face of the earth. Listen to this one verse, 9-7, Amos 9-7. Are you not like the people of Ethiopia to me, O children of Israel? Says the Lord. Did I not bring up Israel from the land of Egypt? And we know that obviously from the Exodus account, when Moses took the children of Israel out of Egypt. And listen to the next part here. The Palestinians from Kaftor. Hmm. And that's the Assyrian from Kerr. Uh, K-I-R. So we know from the scripture where the Palestinians, the original Palestinians came from. They are captured people. The Bible also in Jeremiah and Ezekiel calls them the sea people, the, the, uh, the northern people. But guess what? When you read the prophecies which were written by Jeremiah and Ezekiel, it will tell you that they will be demolished. 
literally, the Lord shall blunder the Palestinians, the remnant of the country of Castor, Jeremiah 47, 4, and so on with and many other places in the Bible. So what happened to these people? First of all, they were wiped out by the hand of David. First of all, we know Samson killed many plenty of them, but David wiped them out. But then when we come to the time of the Babylonian uh, uh, captivities, how the Babylonian came and went in war, these uh, leftover Palestinians were demolished from the face of the earth. Anybody can do go online and do a quick uh, uh, search about it. You found it. That the king Nebuchadnezzar wipes them out, whatever left over them after what David did to them. And then you go, I told you earlier, that yes, we do have uh, Palestinians. Only the skulls, the dead bones, the left bones. And we know that uh, for for years, for years, people were throwing them. For more than a century, we have debated the question of where the Palestinians came from. Now, we have the answer, Southern Europe, and probably more specifically uh, 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 from Greece, hmm. from Crete. Or these are the description of what? Of the scholars who do DNA. The best evidence we use today in our court system in America and around the world. They dig in and they got many of the bones of those who we know they were dead way, way before the days of Christ. I'm talking about literally uh, 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 three, four, five hundred years and earlier than that. So they passed on this cause. And by the way, they're not small cause. Hmm. You remember David killed Goliath and mm-hmm. Goliath was not the four foot guy or five foot guy. <laughs> These are long, big, strong muscle bones and structure of, of people who were buried for hundreds of years before Christ. And the DNA backed these Palestinians to be captor people or Greece, people from Greece. So the story is ended. We know the story. We know the truth. Sadly, nobody would like to teach it. Nobody would talk about it because the lies is spoken loud and it was repeated. And sadly, now our teachers, the professors of our college are teaching it that the Jewish people occupying their homeland, for heaven's sake. And this land belonged to the Palestinians. When in reality, as you mentioned, the word Palestine did not exist 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody heard of it. And when they appointed Yasser Arafat to be the leader of that, specific, that group, which is a mixed blood group, he disappeared for 10 years. So it is a propaganda used by the Muslims to launch jihad once again, mm-hmm against the, the, the Hebrew, the Israeli people who belong to their land as citizens of the Quran and as a citizens of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And everything they do is a means to an end, and the end is to get rid of Israel. So, sure. you know, you can't, you can't presume anything other than if that's the end goal, um, the pragmatism of it is that, that whatever they do will, will be involved, it will have to do with um, what they want to accomplish, which means, obviously, to get rid of Israel. It's interesting you talk about Greece because um, it, uh, as of the end of October, it says Greece has emerged as a key supporter of Israel, a position unimaginable more than a decade ago and at odds with public opinion. And other Grecians tend to be pro-Palestinian. It says, uh, and the prime minister from Greece uh, says, I come here as an ally, not just as an ally, but a true friend, he told uh, Mr. Netanyahu, um, and at the very first moment, they supported the right of Israel to defend itself, um, which I thought was interesting because two-thirds of the Greeks uh, really are not pro-Israel. But he is, and he did not pay a visit to or a courtesy visit to Mah- uh, Mahmoud Abbas only 
to Netanyahu. So at this particular time, it's a very interesting switcheroo uh, that Greece is pro-Israel at this time. But I like that you said about I have also heard that. Uh, there are studies in the DNA. But I guess my question is, um, do they consider themselves Arabs? Because the, the spiritual aspect of this it would seem to be that the Arabs coming against the yeah. Jews, not the Greeks. Yeah, very good question, very good question. The, the amazing thing, when you talk to the Muslims who live in Gaza, uh, and by the way, it, it's not just the people of Gaza. Now we have people from all over the Muslim world who are fighting for Hamas. It's the same mm. movement like ISIS, the same movement as Al-Qaeda. So it's not just a poor Palestinian, that's a lie. If the youth of America, I call them useful idiots, are yeah. fighting for them with the riots in America. You don't think the Muslims of the Muslim world will go fight physically to kill a Jew or two? That's exactly what it is to land it with. But uh, the, they call themselves Arabs. But I can assure you, if I have time to come and sit with you in, in front of your camera and show to the whole world on camera, video after video, Arab leaders, including the Saudis themselves, who will tell the Palestinians you're not Arabs. They're not a people with culture. They're not a people with language. I mean, the original Palestinians spoke Greek. Hmm. They don't speak Greek. Right. They know nothing, but they speak Arabic. And so they tried to, to make themselves Arab. Hmm. And they named themselves Palestinians. I mean, when I say named, imagine with me, um, next door to your house. You have a beautiful home, a big 50-acre uh, land, okay? And he died. And my name is Yusama. Everybody know me. I'm Yusama. I'm going to go there, and I say, my name is Smith. <laughs> And since my name is Smith, I own that house and I own that land. That's exactly what these Muslims did. They went to the promised land. They called themselves Palestinians so they can own the land of the Palestinians, which, as we said earlier, they no longer exist. They never existed for hundreds of years, even before Muhammad was born. These Arab went there 641 AD, and they're mixed blood. That's why, you, you see, the, the Arab do not like the mixed blood. Jordanian are Jordanian. Syrian are Syrian, mm-hmm. uh, the Iraqi are Iraqi, they're Babylonian, the Arab, the young Arab, so the tribal, tribal people grew throughout the last 400 years, and they have their names, they have their ethnicity, everything, okay? Now when you get to these people, they're mixed. Their blood is not pure Arab blood. They're mixed between Arab and Turkish, between Arab and Mongolia, between Arab and this civilization, and this civilization, literally mixed blood. It, that's why they're not loved by the Arab. Not one Muslim country likes the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. You could not uh, 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 convince the Egyptian to have one Palestinian family to move to Egypt. Not immigration, just to move for a few, for a few months. They say, no, thank you. We appreciate your, uh, your money. We don't need these Muslims. We don't need your money to bring them to our country. Not Egypt, not any country. They are not loved by anybody because they are troublemakers. They are the worst tribal Muslim group you can see on planet Earth. Mm. They like to bring tribes to the land. They are, they, they're terrible people. That's why nobody likes them. But they say that we are Arab, when in reality they're not Arab because they're mixed blood. And they're trying to make themselves Palestinians, when in reality this name depicts for themselves and they have nothing to do with Palestine. And I don't know how far we're going to go with these lies. Sadly, most of our students, our country, and the professors who teach the, the, these lies are convinced that they're doing the Hamas a favor when in reality they're trying to destroy America, which will end biting us in America. Because mm-hmm. I believe the promise of God in the covenant to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. It is not a, a promise can be broken. There is no if in it. 
Mm-hmm. So the curse of God will be on America if we continue to run that line of hating the Jewish people because that is the heart of Islam and the ideology of Allah and Muhammad, as I maybe share with you if we have time today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we do want to talk about the lies uh, that the, the kids... We talked about this in October. I want to refresh the listeners' memory on some of this. Maybe you can tell us about the lies that the students are taught about Israel and Palestine because they have books, you know, you know, printed by major uh, textbook printers with maps in them. Um, but the hens, you know, have to roost, Usama, when you see the anti-Semitism on the college campuses. It starts very young. I don't see churches spending a lot of time doing a course correction on it. So now we have the radicalization of young minds. What are some of the things that they are told at a very young age when they don't know any better? Sure. Let me share with you. In world history, Pattinson uh, Interaction, uh, McDougal Little, 2007. I'm talking about big publishing books, mm-hmm. big publishing names. They're every, in every public school in America. On page 1017, mm-hmm. the land now called Palestine consists of Israel, uh, the West Bank, and the Gaza Strip. They call it what? The land now called Palestine. That's not true. That is a lie. That land is called Israel, all right? Here is another line. Place, people place and, and, and change. That is also big publishing name and, and on base 341. This was published 2005. In the 60s BC, the Roman Empire conquered the region, which they called Palestina. Now, yes, in the 60 BC, that's before Christ, the uh, Roman uh, took over that land. But they did not name it Palestine on the 60 BC, but actually 150 AD. So 210 years went by by because simply one simple life. In world history, uh, McGraw Hill and uh, Glencoe in 2008, page 996, many Jews had immigrated to the Palestinian mandate, believing it to be their promised land. Excuse me. Hmm. When the when the Jewish people migrate to that land, they did not go to Palestine. Once again, I just said it was named Palestine 150 AD. And they've been there literally 1,500 years before Christ. That is when Moses took them there. Another lie on the same book, on the same page. The scientists wanted the land of ancient Israel to be, to be a home for the Jewish people. Excuse me? You mean... You, when you go to your home right now and you put your key in front door and you open to get in, your neighbors say, oh, that lady, she wanted to make that home her home <laughs> or that's your home. Right. So it is, it is nonsense. Now, on page uh, 473 and page uh, 509 from World History, it's people, McGraw, 2005. It says, if Abraham moved to the land of Canaan and then between two parentheses, they put the word Palestine. He would be blessed. Excuse me. When Abraham went there, that it was not it was not named Palestine. But once again, that was eighteen hundred fifty years before uh, Christ. That is literally twenty one hundred years before it was named Palestine. And Abraham, when he went there, there was not one Palestinian. If we go to Genesis fifteen, the Bible lists off all the names of the original people of the land in Abraham's days. The Palestinians was not there because obviously they were resettled in that land by Ramses III. That is a true history now. If the American people need to be educated and learn some truths, go to the the the, the Harris Papyrus, the Egyptian history, 
1300 BC, that is after Moses left Egypt, was 200 years. Ramses the third, Ramses the Great, he's the one who went in war with the original, with, with the Cretans, and he resettled them in Gaza, Ashkelon, Ashdod, five cities. Mm. That is literally 200 years after Moses left Egypt. So there's so much lies. I mean, I, sister, I can go on and on for hours if you have the time. Okay, here we go. So though later, that is in uh, Glencoe, World History, McGraw-Hell, and that is in 2005 on page 56. 56. Although later, after King Ginza, the mind, imagine that. When you, when you go inside your home tonight, think about your neighbor, think it's in your head that you are going into your home. God help us. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, all these lies have been spread. And here's a, here's a wonderful one on page 57, same books. Conflict in Palestine. Conflict in the southern Asia uh, has a lot the Israelites entered the Palestinian around two, about 1220 BC. Why is it put the wrong date? 1220 BC. Because during that time, that comes after Ramses III, the great king of Egypt, settled the Palestinian in the land. So they're trying to say that Moses went to that land when the Palestinians were already there. That is a lie because Moses was there. 1500 before Christ, not after Christ. This is is another lie about Jesus. Mm. Jesus, the founder of Christianity, was born in Palestine. Imagine with me. Now we know that our Jesus was not a Jew, but actually a Palestinian. Mm. Wow. I mean, what else do you need? That is uh, 2004, written in World Culture, uh, 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 a global mosaic. This is the publisher of the name. I mean, it's unbelievable. The amount of lies, my dear sister, it's all over our textbooks. And they did exactly what Joseph Goblis uh, gives the, the idea. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, student eventually will come to believe it. And yes. 20 years ago, we did not have these lies. Now we got the lies. Now we got the students are literally protesting for the poor Palestinians because the wicked occupier, the Jewish people, uh, took their land and they are harassing them. And we're not looking at what the Hamas have done on October 7th. The most savage attack, the, that is the biggest attack in the history of Israel after the Holocaust. And sadly, our students never saw the video. They never know the truth about what they have done because the media will not allow this video to be. I mean, we got the YouTube videos. Let's put it online. It will mm-hmm. be removed immediately. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the wicked liberal media and the education, social education and commerce in this country does not want our youth to see the truth. Have our children in our colleges and our high school, sees the little children, little babies being beheaded and being burned in front of their mom's and dad's eyes, or the moms being raped by these savage Muslims. They're like Muhammad, exactly. That's what Muhammad used to do. He used to kill the men, rape the women and the daughters. And that is what is written even in the Quran. You can go to Quran chapter 33, verse 26 to 27. The story of Bani Qurayza, early community, Jewish community, where Muhammad beheaded between 600 and 900 Jewish men in one day. And he took the women and the children to rape, to raise them as Muslims and to raise Muslim babies out of them. Mm. This is exactly what the Hamas are trying to do right now in the land of Israel. Well, and these textbooks take everything out of context. There's no context of what what the issues are. They just indoctrinate these kids and look, Usama, page ten seventeen, page nine hundred ninety six. You might you wonder. I'm I'm pretty sure the parents aren't going through these textbooks and looking that far to see what's in them, <laughs> right? And 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 it's just really really sad that um you know our Christian kids too yeah. are, are learning these things. And I think parents need to be proactive and ask their kids. Daddy. 
what they're learning. Mm-hmm. And we, we only have a minute before the break, and I want to just bring in a couple verses here. Uh, one question, where is the promised land? Genesis fifteen eighteen. It says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaim, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites and the Jebusites. That's pretty clear. And then the next question to follow up, how long did God give the land to Abraham and his descendants? Genesis thirteen fifteen. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. This is Mary Danielson. You're listening to Stand Up for the Truth. Uh, let God be true in every man a liar. We are li- talking to Usama Dakdok, the straightway.org. Uh, great website. Go there for all the resources, books, DVDs, um, equipping Christians and reaching Muslims. And that is exactly what they're doing. We're having a great conversation with him about uh, lies in the textbooks and lies about the land. And whose land is it anyway? So we will be back in two minutes. And we're going to talk more with uh, Usama Dakdak on these other things. Also some headlines about uh, what's happening in Congress today with university presidents having to give an account for their precious darlings and their anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic comments. So we will be back in two minutes with more uh, with Usama Dakdak. Feedback, questions, and topic suggestions are always appreciated. Email us at comments at standupforthetruth.com. Welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth for December the 5th. It's Tuesday, and we have Usama Dakdak of the Straight Way of Grace Ministry, and it's thestraightway.org, equipping Christians, reaching Muslims. A lot of great resources on that page that you can look up. Um, I saw a, uh, a slideshow yesterday on a website called, called uh, Facebook page called Australian Jewish Association, and I thought this was great because each slide talks about an, an era of time what was going on in the Middle East, and was there a Palestinian state? And it's kind of it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it's really not. It's actually really brilliant, and it goes backward. And it says 1948, it's Israel, not a Palestinian state. And then as it goes backwards in time, 1917, British Mandate, not a Palestinian state. Ottoman Empire, not a Palestinian state. Mamluk Empire, not a Palestinian state. Ayyubids Empire, not a Palestinian state. Kingdom of Jerusalem, and we're talking uh, 1187, not a Palestinian state. Early Islamic Empire, not a Palestinian state. Byzantine Empire, no Palestinian state. Roman Empire, no Palestinian state. Hasmoneans, Grecians, Persians, Kingdom of Israel, Judges period, Assyrians, Babylonians, Chaldeans, insert them here, not a Palestinian state. Canaanite Empire, 1200 B.C., still not a Palestinian state. And at the end, this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek, it says Stone Age. Definitely not a Palestinian state. So all that to say, you won't find one anywhere, right? Because, but this is <laughs> here's the reality: they were the original Palestinians, the Greeks, mm-hmm. were settled in five small cities. One of them is Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are parts. They were not ever the owner of the land, the people of the land. They were never not. When they resettle, not in the, during the days of Samson, not during the days of David, not when they were wiped out from the face of the earth by the Babylonians, and, and that was the end of it. So mm-hmm. it was never a Palestinian state, not in the past, not today, not mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? To, me, to us, it's very obvious, yeah. you know, that, but, uh, you know, I just think that uh, going through the history of the Middle East, it's so, it's so simple. It's just a lot of clarity about there when you hear them talking about getting their land back. A lot of clarity there. 
Um, you want to talk about, uh, after the break, about the Quran and what the Quran says about sure. uh, the promised land. But so why don't you go... If you don't mind... Go ahead. Yeah, before I get to the Quran, uh, there's a one important lie okay. on base 1038, uh, the American vision, uh, McGraw Hill, 2008. Okay. I want you to listen carefully to what is written in the book. Because if you, if you can catch what I'm about to share with you, you understand the real reason why they bought these lies in the last 20 years in our textbooks. Listen to this. American support of Israel also angered many in the Middle East. Mm. And there is, there's more to read. I'm not going to read it either. You have to understand. The whole idea is we need to stop supporting Israel, which means we're going to stop blessing Israel, which means God mm. will start cursing America. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know, when that day comes, they're going to call it Mother Earth or Mother Nature, you know, the hurricane and the tornado and the earthquakes and the flood and the fire. This is normal disaster coming and goes from Mother Earth. No, when that day comes, America will be destroyed from within by the almighty hand of God, because not because of Mother Nature or God cannot use Mother Nature, but because simply we choose not to support Israel, because simply we choose to curse Israel. And when that day comes, it is too late to fix. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fixed. It is. It's over. Now, Muslims will say uh, that they only hate the Jewish people. I mean, the the, the Palestinian or Hamas or Hezbollah or these those who live uh, in Israel. When in reality, it's not. Trust me. When, first of all, I remember when the when the uh, the authors and the writers talk about the. Uh, the existence of the land of Israel, 1947. Some of the imams in the Middle East were so pra- happy about it. I mean, talk about Muslim imams are happy because the Jewish people are back into their own country and established this country. So I remember reading some of this stuff and watching some of the video of Muslim imams. They, they say, praise Allah. Praise Allah. He brought all the Jewish back to, to Palestine. Why? Because Allah is making it easy for us instead of we hunt them all over the world, we will kill them here oh, in man. one spot. Wow. Imagine that with me. The imams are bragging about the, the birth of the state of Israel, 1947, because Allah make it easier for them to kill them. Because here's the in reality, my dear sister. If you remove the last Jew out of the land of Israel and say spread them everywhere else around the world, the Muslims will hunt for them. They will search for them. They will seek them everywhere in planet Earth. As a matter of fact, as I said in one program just uh, Sunday, I said if we took all the Jews out of Earth and we start them on another life on the on the moon, we send them up to the moon and they start living on the moon, the Muslims will find any way to send some Muslims to the moon to kill the Jewish people on the land mm. of the moon. Imagine that with me. So the hatred of the Jewish people, it did not begin by any of these propagandas they're spreading. The hatred of the Jew, actually in Quran chapter 1, the chapter which Muslims recite 17 times every day, when Allah said, guide us to the straight way, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, that is Islam, the way of those whom we have graced. These are the Muslims, not those whom the wrath is against. These are the Jews, nor the lost ones. These are the Christians. Imagine with me. Muslim boys and girls will start learning how to pray from the early childhood, when they are like five or six years old. They know that Islam is the right way. Muslims are those whom Allah's grace is on. And the Jews, the wrath of Allah is against and the Christian are lost ones. And all lost, the word dal or dalin in plural language in Arabic, 
all last one will burn in hell. That's why Muslims believe that the fuel of hell is the bodies of the Jews and the Christians. Hmm. Now, Quran 5.51, Allah said, Oh, you have believed. Allah speaks to Muslim believers. Do not take the Jews and Christian for friends. Why? Because they're friends to one another, which is true. We Christians love the Jewish people. Jewish people have no problem with Christians. As a matter of fact, the whole earth have no problem with anybody. You can look at planet Earth. There are hardly few problems between different people and different beliefs of the world. But when you put Muslims, there's always problems. There's always Muslims have a problem with everybody, including Muslims have problem with Muslims. They <laughs> hate each other mm-hmm. and they kill each other. 929, Allah said, engage in war with those who do not believe in Allah or the last days. Who? The Jews and the Christians. Hmm. Literally, that is 929. No, so 551, don't take them for friends. 929, kill the last one of them. And why is that? Because the wrath of Allah is on them. That's why hmm. Allah wants the Muslim people to get rid of every Jews. As a matter of fact, I'll share with you one statement Muhammad said will blow your mind. Why is that hatred? Because they are the one whom Allah have christened on. As a matter of fact, Quran chapter 265, it says, Indeed, we know those who, uh, of you who transgressed on the Sabbath. So we said to them, become despised monkey. Muslims believe when you see a monkey anywhere, that monkey used to be a Jewish, a Jewish man or a Jewish woman. And Allah cursed them and made the monkey. Why? Because they break the Sabbath. Same thing, Quran chapter 5, verse 60. Allah said, say, Will I inform you of evil than that as a punishment from Allah? See, Allah is punishing the worst punishment over the Jew. They whom Allah has cursed and on whom he has purchased, uh, uh, forth his wrath. Some of them he changed into monkeys and swine. So once again, if you see a monkey or a pig, you know that the original of that creature used to be a Jewish man or a Jewish woman. And why all that? You go to Quran chapter 7 and verse 163. As Allah said, and ask them about the village, which was present by the sea. When they transgress on the Sabbath, these are the same Jewish people, when their fish, he put the word well, but he actually, the word fish, came to them appearing openly on their Sabbath day, and they did not have Sabbath day, this fish, did not come to them. Likewise, we tempted them because they were transgressors. So what Allah did is he punished these people who are the village of the Jewish people by the sea because they break the Sabbath and they cut fish on the Sabbath. Why is he cut fish on the Sabbath? The verse is very clear. Because only Allah tempted them. How did Allah tempt them? He only allows the fish to show up on the Sabbath in the water. He salted it and they ate it and they salted the six. So when they revolt against what they were forbidden to do, which is not to work on the Sabbath, we said to them, despise monkey. This is the reality of why Muslims hate uh, 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 the Jews, because the curse of Allah on them. Here's the last statement Muhammad said. In Sahih Muslim, in Sahih Bukhari, I mean, this is not something maybe Muhammad said, it, maybe did not say, no, every hour, the Muslims would kill them. Who? The Jewish people. Muslims will fight against the Jewish, and the Muslim will kill them until the Jews would hide themselves behind a stone tree or a tree, and a set would say, Oh, Muslim, oh, servant of Allah, there is a Jew behind me, come and kill him. 
Imagine with me, Muhammad talks with the muscle, the last Jew. And by the way, once again, 929, Quran 929, it says that one of the most wisdom to go in war against the Jews and the Christians. And don't forget, the Sunday always comes after Saturday. That is expression in the Muslim world. Where the Muslim people, supposed, the Jewish people supposed to be worshipping, we will kill them. And then we will kill the last Christian as well. Wow. This is the true hatred of Muslims, Muhammad, Allah, the Quran, and the Hadith against Jews and Christians. This has nothing to do with the brand about, about as the Jewish people occupying their own land. Mm. Very interesting that you would say that. I, it, I think that for Westerners and people in the world to see the savagery that results from this indoctrination up close, we see these people acting like animals. And I wonder... To myself, is it strictly just indoctrination because people have hated each other since the beginning? But this level of behavior, I think, is a shock, and it causes people to deny that it actually happened. I also heard, and I don't know if you have a thought on this, that um, there's an illegal drug that was using to... to uh, fuel this rampage called Captagon, and they talk about uh, Assad's drug empire f uh, funding Iranian-backed militias and fueling Hamas, and that there there were drugs involved to make it fun what it was. What do you think about that? Well, believe it or not, the best drugs the devil used is his own his own hatred, his yeah. own... Uh, yeah. I mean, when you see Muslims without doing any drugs, they put dynamite mm -hmm. around their own chest. I mean, mm -hmm. we wear vests the world wear vests when they go to war to protect their chest and their heart, and they wear helmet to protect their head in case a bullet fly and hit them. These people do not worry about dying. They love death mm. that more than you and I or anybody love life. So they don't wear vests to protect themselves from bullets. Their vest is a huge bomb. When that bomb go off, they shout, Allahu Akbar, Allah is bigger, and they blow their, them, themselves apart, and as they blow this vest around their chest, not only they become pieces, but all those surround them within, you know, 50, 100 feet, they're all dead. Yeah. These people are demonic spirits. You know, we read in the scripture about people who are filled with this demonic spirit mm -hmm. and how the demons try many times to harm them, sometimes throw them to the fire, sometimes throw them to the water. And I guarantee you, through the history, throughout the history of mankind, many people were killed by themselves because of the demonic spirit inside them. The scripture teaches that. It's true. And Muslims who are worshiping Allah, who is not Satan, but Satan. I, I encourage people to go online and watch my presentation. Allah is Satan, Jesus is God. And I'll give you enough evidence from the Quran. From the Quran, I'm not talking about the Bible. From the Quran, that Allah is Satan. They're worshiping the God of this world, the best deceiver, the one who leads people astray, the one who desires to fill hell with humans. That yeah. one God they're worshiping is Satan. Mm -hmm. They just name him Allah. That's all. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it, with drugs, without drugs, they're doing a great job to kill themselves and kill others because we know from the scripture that Satan likes to kill and to destroy and to steal. Mm. Not only the Muslims, but those who are surrounding the Muslims, especially Jews and Christians. Yeah, yeah excellent, excellent answer, Usama. Uh, you're listening to Stand Up for the Truth, uh, the straightway.org. Straight um, I saw a couple of articles this morning that I thought were interesting, and uh, Chuck Schumer, who is the... Uh, highest elected Jewish official in the United States, said anti-Semitism is a, uh, a, a five-alarm fire amid uh, Israel-Hamas war. 
Um, he says, um, it, if this is a crisis and it must be extinguished, and then this earlier this week, House Committee calls Harvard, UPenn, MIT presidents to answer for campus anti-Semitism. And he said, we are shining the spotlight on these campus leaders and demanding that they take the appropriate action to stand strong against anti-Semitism. So today, um, there is, uh, these college presidents are testifying in Congress about anti-Semitism on campus. Uh, these three college presidents will testify today. Um, Harvard University's Claudine Gay, the University of Penn, uh, Liz McGill, and Massachusetts, MIT's Kathy, uh, Sally Kornbluth will testify before the House Committee. Um, and people are saying that these universities aren't doing enough. I mean, if this was violence against <laughs> trans people or gay people or Muslims, it would have been oh. shut down immediately. But the, the, they give a little bit of rope for this anti-Semitism. I, I'm glad to see sure. this is going on, but, um, I mean, Jews and Christians are obviously the ones you can, you're still free to hate. Let's put it that way. What's your take on all of that? Sure. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. How many pages in our textbooks in our colleges teach any hatred towards gay and lesbian, Muslims, or anybody else? Yeah. Of course, you're not going to read one sentence. I promise you. Right. I would challenge you to open these textbooks they're studying, our, our college kids are studying, where there's some hatred towards anybody. You may say material, which I do have in my presentation, lives and textbooks, to mock Christianity, to mock the Bible, to mock Jesus, to mock the Jews. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. There's no problem with that. But Muslims, gay and lesbian or anybody else? No. Now, I challenge, I challenge our uh, congressman, woman, our uh, representative to open the textbooks in front of the whole country and read mm-hmm. to these presidents what, what they are teaching in our colleges concerning as a hatred towards Jews and uh, t- towards uh, 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 the Christians. I mean, I ch- here's the problem. I think it's a waste of time. Take my point of it. If, if we watch these uh, hearings and we see that senators uh, and, 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 and those who are represented by would stand up and read here on page this, like I did today, mm-hmm. what did I do? I did not make up numbers from my head. I would go to any, I would go to any debate and challenge these publishers and challenge these, uh, 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 materials they are, they are putting in the mind of our children with our tax money. Do you think they did some some of their homework when they interviewed these presidents to open these boxes and read these specific passages which hate that the Jewish people occupy the land of the Palestinians? And all the propaganda goes with it because if they're not going to go to the problem, we're, we're, we're putting makeup on a big cancer spread on the face of our colleges. That's what they teach in our colleges is cancer. Mm. You cannot, trust me, you cannot fix cancer by put band-aids. You cannot fix cancer by put makeup, especially this fancy makeup with beautiful colors. <laughs> the only way you get rid of cancer is to dig deep and remove cancer cells from the body. And that cancer is in every college in America. That's why, sadly, the Muslims, we got enough Muslims in America in our colleges. They are doing a great job by using the tax books, which is the rest of the students are studying, to make sure that this youth of America will stand up against Israel mm-hmm. as a result of the lies is spread all over the textbooks. If they're not going to talk about the deep problem, it is Allah, it is Muhammad, it is the Quran, it is the man, and most this material for our tax, for to our children in our textbooks, then that hearing is worth, worth a jack, jack to me. Mm-hmm. It's just waste of time. And you know what? They're going to fix it by hurting people like me. 
because they're going to end. If they're not going to talk about the problem, they're going to end about we need to end hate speech. Oh, we need to stop Usama that talk hmm. and people like him because that is a problem. There's no problem in Islam. There's no problem in Allah's teaching hmm. in the Quran or Muhammad's teaching in the Hadith. The problem is in the people like Usama that talk. So one of the two things is going to happen. A, they're going to get to the bottom line and remove this garbage lies from our textbooks and expose Islam for what it is. Or B, oh, what Muslims want. We need to stop hate speech. Let's love one another. Let's hold each other's hand and sing Kumbaya, America, Kumbaya, <laughs> which means we're going to stop people like Usama Daktok and ministries like yeah. mine for telling the truth. And my people yeah. are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and they'll shut us down here too. I mean, that's... Uh we presume it's just a matter of time before that happens. And unless people, less people think that the anti-Semitic uh, actions and protests are not going on because the news media is kind of, you know, pushing them under the rug, they are still going on because just a couple of days ago in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia's uh, university city neighborhoods, hundreds of people marched to criticize Israel's actions in Gaza. Um, a couple of uh, restaurants owned by Jews, a prominent Israeli chef who has authored, authored three cookbooks and received many awards, sure. and 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 so they are still going after, um, and and frightening these you know people, these Americans, hardworking Americans who are making a living, and terrifying them. And also today, uh, this is to, yes, this is to, uh, yesterday. Israel issues severe travel warnings to dozens of countries amid rising anti-Semitism. They're telling Israelis not to travel um, mm. to Western Europe, uh, including the UK, France, Germany, and South America, Argentina, Brazil. <laughs> Australia, Russia, um, many places in Africa, they're, they're saying recommend, they're recommending that, uh, non-essential travel is postponed. Israelis should mm. reconsider all travel abroad. Well, things aren't settling down, are they, Usama? Sister, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. If you think it's bad, it's gonna get worse because sadly, now some of the, two months ago, after the attack of uh, October 7th, there, lots of people were standing for Israel because it attack was, was barbaric, was savage. Uh, but the longer we wait, the longer the world is going to slowly turn its back against Israel. Mm -hmm. Even some of our legislators, some of the wacko liberal Democrats in this country will tell you, well, you know, even the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the speaker, the, uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, mm. God bless her, she's so stupid, she's so idiot. She thinks, well, no, you, you cannot, the, 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 the support for these uh, people are not, must be continued. Israel cannot do that because, excuse me, you're talking about people. Hamas are not people. Hamas is a savage animal. You, they're treating Hamas as if they are just simple two country in war. No, Israel is not in war. Israel is doing one thing, to defend itself. Not to go in war. For the, if, if it's about war, trust me, Israel can remove Gaza from the face of the earth in less than five minutes. They yeah. have the weapon to remove the Palestinian and the Hamas from the face of the earth. And, and believe me, when that happens, plenty of Muslim Arabs will be happy. As I show you videos, they said Israel should remove Hamas and, and Palestinian from the face, not just Hamas and the Palestinians from the face of the earth. We don't want these people to exist anymore. You have to understand now. 75% of Palestinians are in support of Hamas. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, oh, they are occupied by their own Hamas. No, they are supporting the Hamas. That's right. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the Muslims, by the way, love to see Hamas continue to do what they're doing to Israel because, as I said before, the enemy of my enemies is my friend. Mm -hmm. So they hate the Palestinians 
and they hate the Jewish people, as we read from the Quran and the Hadith. There, why not let's use the one we hate to destroy the one we hate the most? Yeah. Wow. Yes, that yes. is absolutely spot on. That that they do support Hamas. Um, I, you mentioned Kamala Harris, and she. Yesterday or today, she demands, she demands that Israel stop this war. Well, last I heard, Israel's a sovereign nation, and, <laughs> and the queen of the known world does not get to tell Israel what to do. I don't know where she thinks she gets that authority, but I, I'm not seeing it. How about you? So somebody above, somebody above, who obviously whatever Biden says and does, he does not know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. The man does not know who he is. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. He's A, man lost his mind completely, mm-hmm. or B, pretend to be an old man with old timers these and just make no sense of what he says or what he does. Hopefully this will be his way out from the crime he committed with his family. Oh. Because he did not know. I, I was not here. You know, you know, when people commit a crime, when Muslims commit a crime, they give them poor good reasons. Number one, they are poor. Number two, they're uneducated. Number three, uh, they are m- uh, mentally ill. Number four, they misunderstand the Quran. So if you are mentally ill and you commit the crime which Muslims commit, they are not punished wow. like normal people with full, uh, with full men- uh, capacity of understanding. So that's maybe Obiden. Yeah. But Kamala and Obiden, both of them, are running the, this country with somebody above them who mm-hmm. does not want us to support Israel. Somebody mm-hmm. who won't bring chaos, not only in Israel, but here even uh, at home in America. Wow, highly God likely. Us with this yep. One bet. thing I have to share, Sister Cook. We got a minute left. That's all we got is a minute. Okay, here we go. Here, I'm glad we got this minute. Half of the Christians in America, until now, are not registered to vote 2024. And I cannot say it enough. When things turn so bad after 24, I don't want to hear one more Christian to say, Woe to us what happened to this country and what happened to the world. You Christians who call yourself a Christian get busy today, tomorrow. You have a whole nine months, ten months in front of you registered to vote. You must get involved. I hate it when people tell me in churches, Oh, Brother Sam, I would love to have you, but don't talk about politics. Excuse me. This is our role, not only to pray for those who will represent us as in our government, as the scripture teach, to, to choose the right one. And I know we're not going to have a preacher, a godly Christian man in the White House, but one will destroy this country and the other will put some sins into this land. Mm -hmm. So let us all register. Let's all get busy. Pray and put action in your prayers by register and vote 2024. Thank you so much. I appreciate the system. Well, thank you so much for being on. Again, thestraightway.org, the Straight Way of Grace Ministry, Usama Dakdak. And we'll talk to you again in 2024 and and, uh, catch up with you at that time. Um, pray for, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, even though it seems counterintuitive at times. Pray for Israel. Pray for her leaders as well. And that God would capture their hearts and they would, our eyes would be open and they would recognize their Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, at the end of another podcast, we have other things coming up this week as well. Wednesday is a replay, um, about standing for the truth and how did we get here? Great history lesson. Thursday, Terry James. Friday, Paul Scharf, Friends of Israel, Gospel Ministry. That's it for today. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Have a great day on purpose.